time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech episode. You were recording two, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 289. And for the people that want to hear what please I was don't, recording, please don't. what I was recording, you're going to need to get voice bite and I'll, um, I'll voice yeah, bite parts right. of it out if you send me a direct message. But let's just say, like Stephen, how you, I like how you your body's looking lovely, but your yeah. hair struggles. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, I'm... Uh, no little shampoo bottles in my hotel room. Oh, you've, you've exposed I was, yeah, yeah, I just was thought, yeah, you know, I, I don't take my own shampoo. I expect the hotel to supply the shampoo, those little bottles, you know, and uh, nothing doing, nothing, zero. So you tuned Spanish to- word? What's the Spanish word for zero? Nada. Is that is that the Spanish word for Doesn't nothing? It feel like Spanish? No. Yeah, I think so. All yeah. I've got is hola. Yeah, hola. And I've, I've worked out muchos gracias. I, I know how to. I should, I should learn how to say. I should learn how to say baguette and ham. Because oh, that's yeah. all I'm eating. There's <laughs> plenty of that around. I'm but loving it. I've, I know how to order a coffee too. The, uh, anyway, you've, t- you've tuned into... Cafe con leche. It's coffee with milk. You've tuned into Two Bikes Talking Rubbish. Uh, two Bikes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. We are live in Barcelona for episode 289. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, uh, this is uh, not our first time at Mobile World Congress, but we should set the scene. Um, once again, for people, there are. Uh, I was talking to someone last night. It's like the grand slam of, of tech events. Is uh, CES, EFA in Berlin, and Mobile World mobile Congress. Congress. And yes. Mobile World Congress is all about mobile technology, not mobile phones. Mobile technology, and it's anything that is powered by mobile or can influence yeah. mobile. Networks, content, and the whole bit. Yeah, well, this is the critical thing for me. Is it's it's actually not a very consumer-facing show. It's very hard. You walk through just one hall here and you might find one thing that is useful to us as consumer journos, but to, to nerdy people about mobiles, it's amazing because there's so many things going on. So what we're going to talk about on this show is all the consumer stuff we found, a bunch of great handsets that have been launched yes. that we'll see throughout this year. But um, but it is, it's hugely, hugely network-based. Telstra's here with Andy Pan there yep. talking big time about what they're doing. We'll Ericsson, talk about them later. Ericsson, Nokia, companies that are building networks yeah. behind the Huawei. scene. Huawei, big network builder yeah. too, yeah. I remember last year looking at Huawei's booth and thinking, this is all right. And then I went to their actual booth. That was just yeah. the handset booth. The actual booth is a whole hall with 5G towers in it and stuff like that. Just, so Just a little bit, a little tidbit. I came to the Ericsson slash Telstra press conference this morning yeah. and have a look at our lanyards, which has got the Huawei lanyard. Yeah. We were instructed to change our lanyards to the Eric, the green Ericsson lanyard. <laughs> I would have said stick it up your yeah, ass. I, 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 <laughs> I, I was a bit more polite than that, but I, I, I didn't change it. That's ridiculous. It's, it's a little, little thing. Just a little observation. Unbelievable. Yeah. So we'll run through uh, a whole bunch of things we've seen here, but we should preface the whole thing with the fact that there is an elephant not in the room. Really? The Galaxy S8. Yes. Samsung are here. They make announcements, and we'll talk about them shortly, but Samsung's not here, and I think for... Not not on the phone side, anyway. No, but they're here. Apple Apple have never been here and never will be here either. But let's just let's rewind one year, rewind two years, rewind three years. Every year, the lead story here is Samsung have announced their Galaxy S5, S6, X7. They're, They're normally here announcing that. So... This is a big gap at Mobile World Congress that you can't you can't help but notice. Totally right. I think that 
Samsung, you're right, a year ago, that's all we were talking about, S7, S7 Edge, and Samsung, will, in, in light of what happened with the, the Note 7, they, I think they, they, they were even quite apologetic with, at the start of the press conference, remember yesterday they yeah. were going over, they yeah. were going over the whole, their, their whole focus on safety and all of that as well. So I think it's a, it, it poses an interesting, an interesting uh, dynamic here at the show where there is Samsung aren't announcing phones, Apple aren't announcing phones. So it's, it kind of gives a bit of a free kick to Huawei, who's the number three vendor in the world, That's true. and they've kind of got all the, the clear clear air here to sort of to to use it, and they have used it quite well. We'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah. with the P10, the P10 Plus, the Huawei Watch Two, so they've they've thought, well, here's our opportunity to really make some noise. And I think well, you're, you're absolutely right, right? There, there's there's clear air. For everyone. So everyone we talk about today is getting just a percentage or a 10% more coverage or conversation than they were in previous years. And this is really interesting because I've got to be honest, um, and we'll talk about what Samsung announced later, but they teased that they're going to have an event on the 29th March, of March. In New York. Now, yeah. mate, if that goes well this year, why would they ever come back here to announce a phone again? Yeah, I, I think that, that that could be the case, but I think Samsung are invested uh, in so many regions and, and they've even got a network arm as well. So they're here with their network. No, I'm arm. saying this, this is, I'm yeah. saying... 2017 will become a template for how Samsung operates every year after. Oh, absolutely. And and I'll be really, we'll be interested to see what they're going to talk about on March 29. But they, they still had a significant, have a significant presence here, especially with the tablets that we'll talk about a bit later. They've announced two tablets as well and, and reinforced the fact that, again, safety is their number one priority. And there were, did you see the protester at their press conference yesterday? No, I saw a story about it, yeah. Yeah, there was a guy holding up, I don't know what he was talking Green about. Green Recycling, yeah, recycling yeah. batteries or something like that. And the guy... Um, Get a grip. The head of the European division actually said, look, okay, mate, you've made your point now. Piss off. <laughs> okay, let me, uh, let me get again. Uncle Steve just said a naughty word, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You, you used a naughty word earlier too, or is that not... Shit, did I? No, no. <laughs> I started with an A, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the clear air you mentioned is yes. critical because Absolutely. companies have got lots to announce and you spent... You're here with as a guest of Huawei. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm partly funded by Huawei as well, we should disclose, but... Yes. Huawei had an interesting one yesterday. Their, their press event at the same place they had it last year, massively oversubscribed in numbers. Yeah, and I heard one of the two blokes uh, didn't get in. Is that right? Is it, you tried to get in, or you turned, turned up? Away, I, I turned up and went. I'm not queuing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot who they were talking to. That's right. You don't queue for anything. But uh, oh, hang on, I'd, I'd queue for chocolate. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But no, you're right. It was a massive event. The uh, the P10, and I, I liked how on, on the actual building it said the name of the device they were announcing. So no no mystery there. The P10, P10, P10 Plus, yeah. and the Huawei Watch 2, and it was quite a long. It was quite a long event. They did have a lot to talk about. They were talking about. They had they had. Um, Apart from the initial unveiling of the P10, the P10 Plus, they had some woman from Pantone talking about colours and colour psychology. You have a little nap then? And it, it would gave me a chance to actually finish off my LG story. I was going to say, you posted my the LG, LG story yeah. during the thing. LG G6 story right at the start. And, uh, yeah, so it was quite – it went off at a bit of a tangent. But yeah. then the uh, then it was all about the all the great features because of the P10. we both had massive wraps on the P9 last year. Yeah. Great phone, dual lens, like a camera. The Mate 9 we talked about last week or the week before has just – second generation of that camera. Um, so they've brought that second generation into the P10. I understand the front camera is now also a Leica, uh, yes, Leica camera, which is great. Um, 
but what, what do you think it is that's going to stand that device, device out in 2017? Yeah, uh, well, several. I think they've got a few good features there where, you know, batteries are obviously very important and they did they did emphasise the, the safety of the battery. You know how they, they talked about fast charging, low temperature fast charging, safety. They did, they did the same thing for the Mate 9, but... I think the colour range, how colourful were we? You reckon they'll all come to Australia, though? Well, maybe, maybe not. It depends on what the operators want, but... At, at least what the operators want, black and white. Choices. Yeah, yeah, true. But but I, I, I quite like the blue, the green. I would really take the blue out. any day. Yeah. yeah, really nice. But, yeah, they got rose gold, gold and black. And so all these choices for, for colours, yeah. very important in various regions. So that that I thought was a standout. The camera, obviously, was is, is gone to the next level. Yeah. The the dual lens, the, the lenses are now flush on the back. Well, I think they were flush last year as well. But um, the all the all the little features in there, like the, the, the feature that can optimise your memory and the, and the that can that knows the apps you use more often and it can launch them faster and, than and the this others. This is an indication that really a lot of companies are now having to build on software layers that are doing great things for the phone as opposed to the phone itself. Now, I'm going to give you my initial feedback on this device, right? The home button, the fingerprint sensor is not a home button. So yeah, the fingerprint sensor trackpad, isn't it the fingerprint sensor just unlocks the phone and I'm trying to go back to home and it, you've got to go on the screen. So there's a screen-based home, back, and multitask button. Taken, that's a big change because because on the P9, the fingerprint reader was on the back. There was no, there was a virtual home button, wasn't right, it? Yeah. So now there's got a physical home button and the fingerprint reader built in, and nothing on the back. I don't know why they've taken it off the back. I don't know either because yeah. I want, I keep wanting to press the bloody thing and think it's faulty. Yeah, it's very, very strange. And I'll be honest, at, at first face value, it's a markdown for me because I think people, if you're trying to convert you, people, if you're right? Used to something, yeah. I think I think it would have looked, might have looked too much the same. Design-wise, they've tweaked it a bit. It looks, it looks it look, a lot like an iPhone. More like an iPhone. They've rounded it all off. It does, but I, I, I like the original square look, mate. Yeah, I, I don't mind the new look, but yeah, I, I thought that was a little bit strange. They've taken a leaf out of Oppo's book and put a plastic sleeve inside the casing yeah, as well, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, they did that with the Mate Nine as well. They get they get a little cover as well. But on the photography side, so many improvements to help you. I think the catch the catch line was you know every shot's a cover shot. So all, all these great features for, to help you take a really good image. Also, too, it's the, it's the first 4.5G uh, LTE compatible yeah. phone. So, so if you go home on the new Optus Network, Telstra, you're going to get some blazing speeds with this thing. Yeah. Now, let's be clear, the, the Optus 4.5G 4. network is going to give you good speeds, but it's not Cat 16 that's going to get the gigabit. There's another device I think we'll talk about later, the Sony, that is, is the Cat 16 gigabit. This is where it's getting confusing for people. And again, this is where, and I'll talk about Nokia later, this is where I think Nokia's nailed it. They've gone, we don't want to deal with specs. People, mate, average punters don't give a crap about 4.5G and, and Pantone and all that. They just want a great phone that works well. And unfortunately, we are caught in this race and this war where you have to talk about more than that or you don't have to differentiate yourself. Absolutely right. You don't, you don't want to be the vanilla smartphone manufacturer. You want to have a point of difference. And yeah. these vanilla are, ice ice, baby. These, these are the points of difference in the detail. The devil's in the detail, as they say. Stop. Which, uh, P10 Collaborate and listen. <laughs> P10's also water. Before you join in or something, mate. I'm uh, I'm still trying to sort of get my head around the P10 actually right now. Water was the P9 water resistant? No. Well, P10 is now. So uh, that, that's uh, pretty pretty good, and that that's all I have to say about why. Do you think the Plus will come to Australia? Because the Plus the P9 Plus didn't come Doubtful. to Australia. Doubtful. It, it depends again. On According to your story, it's likely to come to Australia. Well, it is because the the the, the, the Telstra's of the world are looking at it. I think the G6 is definitely coming to Australia. Telstra exclusive. Yeah, yeah Telstra exclusively. But uh, sorry to steal, was that your that was your one last? Sorry to steal your thunder, mate. But uh, yeah, I, I think the you know you got to remember Huawei is the number three manufacturer in the world. Like these these are these guys are really nipping at the heels of 
Apple yeah. and, and Samsung, and, and they're not far third. Look, they're, they're I, just after I make no but and I said it this morning on the Today Show, I'm quite happy to say I think it's a bloody great phone last year, and I'm confident this will be just as good because I've got no bones about like Samsung and Apple looking at me going, why are you saying they've got a great phone? They've got a great phone. You can't lie. Yeah. You can't argue about it. Just right. It's just that people aren't looking at them. It, so will, it will appeal to a lot of people, especially the, because photography is so important now. Yeah. That's a focus on a lot of these devices. Oh, focus. See there? Good work. Yeah. Two blokes talking tech, the P9, P10 and P10 Plus details at techguide.com.au. Now, speaking of that clear air for everyone else, I've got to be honest, and I still believe this is, this is um, the case. I think BlackBerry uh, wins the show at this point, be, other than Nokia we'll talk about later. But in terms of real-world devices, and I just think the BlackBerry have, have hit it out of the park. The, the key one is what the – we saw it at, C, at CES, the Mercury was the code name, you know, kind of a, a non-working version. But they've announced the key one. Uh, it's an Android 4.5-inch touchscreen. Uh, it looks like a BlackBerry because the keyboard looks like a BlackBerry. I've got to say it feels like a BlackBerry because the back is this leatherette-style feeling that BlackBerry's and had in the past. Like you're, you're a BlackBerry tragic, Massive. so you were Massive. a big BlackBerry user. Is a bit of Was there a bit of muscle memory when you got the, onto the keyboard? Do you know what? There think, was. Wow. No, because like thing, a bike. things like uh, you know how do you put a full stop, how do you put a capital, stuff like that is a little bit muscle memory. Now, I'm going to say it's not as fast to type with because it, there is a, a more of a... Uh, time spent pushing in a button than tapping a button. Uh, sounds ridiculous, yeah, but you can't I, I type as fast. fast. I but I can't type as fast, but I can type, type more accurately, and that's yeah. what matters to me. And that, that means it's faster. Um, but thing, like here's some things, right? The old shortcuts are back. You know, on a BlackBerry, yeah, you used to be smart. able to press B for you, yeah, you could launch something. Smart. So T for top, B for bottom. Um, yeah. You know, you can launch M for maps. You can 50. Six, 52, 52, 52 different configurations, two, two for each letter <clears> hold bit. press, long press on any key to, to set up action. So you could have, you know, pre long press E for EFTM, launch website, um, short press, press T, T for, you know, launch techguide.com.au. Yeah. Or I think you could even set, so say that, you know, you you and I message each other a lot. I can have my T, my short press T, Thanks, my short press T would be maybe a text message addressed to you. Yeah, right. My, my long press S will be my sister Suzanne, my <laughs> short press S will be... Probably Sam from Alcatel. Yeah, right. Sorry, mate, you're out. Okay. okay. There's only two. There's only a long and a short. <laughs> it's a Seinfeld episode. It's yeah, the it's the speed dial. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, didn't make it. Yeah. I'd make there you, should be an I'd, exclamation point on that sentence and that, that sentence. sentence. I'd um I'd just make you A, mate. Just write like a. Q. Double no a. Q. Right there on the edge that's of the keyboard. Why I name my son Aaron because double A is at the top of every list, mate. That's uh -huh. why my son's yeah, name's Aardvark, Aardvark, uh Anything? Okay. No, it wasn't, it wasn't um, the second choice. But the number one thing they did smart with BlackBerry, price. $7.99. So it's not a $9.99 device. It's a $7.99 device, which is going to appeal to people who want to come back to BlackBerry. It's going to appeal to corporates who want to save money on their devices. Uh, and I, mate, I just think that I've had a lot, of a lot of comments on this story. Now, I think if you were a BlackBerry fan and you went to iPhone, good luck, right? Because you're not going to, it's not easy to come back. Yes. But if you are a BlackBerry fan and you went to Android, this is a no-brainer. Zero no-brainer, easy switchback. A couple of things. with uh, People thought, oh, God, it's on Android. And BlackBerry being so renowned for security, they're bringing that, that that's kind of one of their strengths, is yeah. the security that's coming to the device. So most secure and Android aren't sent words you read no. in the same sentence very often. But now you can. Thanks to the BlackBerry, but also you do just, hear just you the, do hear Samsung talking about it a fair bit though yeah, with Knox. Knox, yeah, absolutely. But uh, BlackBerry kind of have that legacy. That's uh, they've had that for years and will continue to have it. One other thing with the with the keyboard, it's a trackpad as well. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, on a normal device, you're scrolling a screen, so you're covering the screen with your finger. So as you're scrolling on the on the keyboard, you you got full view of the screen. And that they, they had a little great little diagram at the at the event where the amount of space that you can yes. type in is more with the. 
physical keyboard than a like it's equivalent size like a 5.5 inch device so yeah. let's say the iPhone 7 plus but when you when you bring up an on-screen keyboard in in, screen. in in any other app yeah. it takes up a large part of the screen this one gives you 4.5 inches of screen so uh, I, I pose the question here where you know people who were like you said Android users maybe former BlackBerry users this will be attractive but I brought up something else in my hands on on tech guide I brought up another theory that it may appeal to millennials because you think about how they use their phones no one rings anyone they're texting away typing away social media posts all that kind of gear i wonder if this could become a trendy little shift they once they experience this physical keyboard could it catch on with that younger generation i'm just going to say no well i think all it takes is one or two to try it and the word can spread Yes. I, look, I, I don't know who the market will be, but I think to, certainly if you talk to Sam from, from Alcatel TCL, who's uh, marketing the BlackBerry in Australia under its own banner and own it's company, profession. it's a corporate device. Yeah, and at seven ninety nine, it's the highest yeah, price device he's I ever been able to sell, right? To quote my story on Tech Guide, but perhaps the best feature of the BlackBerry Key One is the price. Without question. Yeah. It's very smartly priced. And when you think about it, you're putting it at seven nine nine. that's undercutting devices from Huawei, Sony, all these other companies, yeah. these rival companies, even Samsung, very really undercutting Samsung. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. Smart. The corporates are seeing money savings smart. there. Uh, check it out, uh, eftm.com.au, including our hands-on video, and techguide.com.au. Now we're here, uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear, and I saw in Hall 5 here, Netgear, earlier today, and there they've got Orbi, um, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no more drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, doors, and stairs. With dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for, and Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au or be better Wi-Fi everywhere. Well, we were talking earlier about Samsung and how they didn't have any phones to announce, but they did have other devices to announce. They did release two new tablets. And as I mentioned, they did start the press conference with a look back and I think they played their battery safety ad just to sort of get that out the way. But then when it came down to to talk about their new devices, it was the Galaxy Tab S3, 9.7 inch Super AMOLED display, and also the Galaxy Book, which seems in my mind to have taken over from the Tab Pro S. Yes, yes, which I loved and I gave that an award. I thought the Tab Pro S was a great device, but I think they've gone to try and kind of match Microsoft Surface Book in in naming. The Tab Tab Pro S was only available in one size, wasn't it? So yes. Now with the Galaxy Book, they've got a 10-inch, 10.6-inch and a 12-inch. So the 10.6-inch the is an LCD screen, but the 12-inch is a Super AMOLED screen. I found that yeah, really right. interesting. But also, these are the, the both these tablets actually support HDR, the fir, their first tablet devices to support HDR. I so really think we're, we're clutching at straws to put HDR well, on all these things. But you think of the amount of video people watch on tablets, it's massive. Who's noticing HDR? Well, <laughs> yeah, I... I I appreciate the fact that they're going there. I appreciate that it's there, but I just wish it wasn't. I just it'd be cheaper. Yeah, well, 
they haven't released pricing, but I think it's going to be it's going to be the new normal, and everyone's going to have it. So I don't think it's going to be too much an issue in terms of pricing. Both tablets got 13 megapixel rear camera, five megapixel front camera as well, expandable memory. So you know, a, a reasonable announcement, but obviously we're, we're all waiting for March 29 when Unpacked takes place, where they'll probably unveil the S8 yeah. and S8 Edge. Look, as I said, I was a massive fan of the Galaxy Tab Pro S. Uh, I used it as a Windows computer for months. Uh, great for people who are on the train and stuff. I really want to have a look at the book because I think that it's uh, it's it's likely to be that that right kind of product. But you know, this this tablet market is tough. You know, it's plateaued. We've talked about it before. It's plateaued. The the demand is simply uh, replenishment of, of old devices. Now there's not really a new um, you know wave of people rushing towards these kind of tablets. So, but I think they're smart to be in that space, and I think they're smart to have a couple of great products like that so that people have got something to see on the show Absolutely floor. Absolutely right. And both devices come with the S Pen, which which yeah. we saw with the Note. So that's survived. And it's also the the Galaxy. Book it wasn't comes. causing the fires. Yeah, I understand. But it also, the Galaxy Book comes with a, uh, a keyboard, which was kind of the point of difference from the Surface. Remember, the, the Surface, you got to buy the keyboard separately. Yeah. Samsung with the Tab Pro S and now with the Galaxy Book, chuck the keyboard in, cover in with it. Yeah. And it's backlit, so it's actually not a nice little keyboard. So uh, pretty decent proposition there. And I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, the Tab S2 is, I quite, still quite use that quite a lot. It's a really thin tablet. It was a really nice yeah. design with that black, yeah. but the, the S3 looks even better I'm gonna be yeah, I think yeah well I think it's picked up a bit of the design language of the S7 so it looks a bit more like that but uh, yeah, looking forward to getting my hands on that as well All right. uh, now over at LG um, the last year the G5, G5 was revolutionary it was innovative it was different you could pull the bottom off take the battery out change the battery you could put a camera module on you could do a bunch of things no one bought it. Um, <laughs> I think some people bought oh, it. I'm sure some people some did, but did. it's not like they but cracked the market they're, they're, share, okay? kind of marooned now with this device that they can't upgrade. Like, it was the, yeah. you, you, you've, if you bought the G5 uh, hoping that all these new modules and all these exciting add-ons are going to be released, yeah. uh, tough luck. Yeah, it's no, not. LG have announced the G6. Now, first and foremost... Is that a song? Like, the, like a G6? You're talking to John Farnham fan, mate. Post, post-production, post-production might have to insert that like no, a G6. I'm not doing post-production in Barcelona. <laughs> Stick it up your bum. Um, the G6 is is a traditional smartphone, right? It's a you know traditional candy bar, smart uh, touchscreen, smartphone, um, getting rid of the, the modular approach. Now, I'm not even playing with it. I think it's a beautiful – it is a beautiful phone. Like, design cues, it's, it's magnificent. I've got the, the gloss black one. And it like it's it's like everyone's followed Apple's trend with the jet black. It's beautiful to look at, right? But the real feature of this phone is yeah, it's waterproof, so that's that's a new thing, which is great. But this 18 to one, 18 to nine um, screen is phenomenal. So I put it next to, and I don't know if you saw, saw the photo in my story, but I put it next to the um, the iPhone 7 Plus, and so the phone is smaller than an iPhone 7 Plus, right? So it's not a big, big, big phone like that, right? The screen on the G6 is taller than the screen on an iPhone 7 Plus, but it's narrower and the whole device is narrower. So the whole phone is smaller than an iPhone 7 Plus. It's a taller screen than an iPhone 7 Plus. And you know what? It looks beautiful. It's a really good quality screen. I know why you like it. Because it's a smaller phone. Because you can fit it in your hand. It's still one-handed operation. And it's... it's I don't know that is how I roll. I don't know how what, what's funny about that, but what, being able to fit it in my hand with one-handed operation. <laughs> yeah. 
But that was uh, that was I think the, what they the, the, they rolled a video, an interesting video about what what what's on your wish list for the new phone, and they said, oh, big screen, not too big a device, able to use it in one hand. So all these things they kind of ticked it off, and being able to use it with one hand, I think, is an important thing for a lot of customers because they actually went to the trouble of going to the the I think it was a state Pennsylvania State University and had their ergonomics team looking at it and they put it through testing and all that so it, it ticked all the boxes there as well but it, it's it's good to see that they're, they're trying they're showing they they've a bit of innovation here because I, I read in their in their releases that they were moving components around and rearranging the camera and everything so they could fit that they can make room for that screen so you can see they're making an effort now to deliver on what the customer wants Sorry. and it's in that big screen so 5.7 inch screen in a 5.3 inch body that's a pretty good achievement they they would argue that this is all about you know great movie experience because it's got Dolby vision as well beautiful HDR style again right yeah, that's right it's the first um, with Dolby Vision, isn't That's it? right. So you know this eighteen to nine ratio is is theoretically better for films and stuff. But it's not like you can go on YouTube and find eighteen by nine content, right? Now I, I, they argue that I argue, and they also argue that you've now got this app. And I, I was showing Rob yesterday, the who's with us, the square photos. Yeah. You take a photo, and then you can see the photo underneath, and so you can scroll through your camera while while, while you're still you're taking still photos. Yeah. Who's doing that? Okay. So here's what the good, the big screen is actually good for. Yeah. Um, fit, you can fit more icons on the screen for a start, yep. which, you know, you have this compact, you know, trying to find your icons. That's yep. good. Or more widgets, whatever you like. But in reality, you, you remember what we said about BlackBerry? The keyboard comes up, you lose a lot of screen real yes. estate. Not so on this. Smart. So keyboard yep. comes up, you've got more screen real estate. So you're scrolling through a website, you're reading more. You're looking at emails, you're reading more. So there's actually more usable space, and I think it pays off. Well, LG did really did their homework with this because they observed the fact that, that people, no one was buying the G5. People, <laughs> people were lo- are looking at their screens so much that they, they're consuming. Like the, the, the theme I'm hearing at the whole show is that vid- we're watching more video, more content on the go. So... They, Do you have to come to the show to hear that? Well, no, but I'm saying that's what I'm hearing at the show. These are very yeah. Telstra have been going blue in the face saying it all the time that video and the amount of data, the amount of video we're going to consume is going to increase like fivefold in the next you know three to five years. So having a screen that can cater for that uh, is is where, where LG is coming from. So they're really delivering what the customers are going to want anyway. Yeah. Big stuff, the LG uh, G6. You can check it out at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Stephen, Sony. Sony, well, the they've come to the show with another world first. Oh. They're, they're, uh, and weren't X- we both blown away by this when we saw it? We did, yeah. The XZ Premium, which is the world's, and I don't know how big a fan of this you're going to be, but I quite enjoy it like this. It's, in fact, it's the world's first smartphone with 4K HDR screen. Now, you're going to say, why the hell do you need 4K screen on a phone? Yeah, you, you don't. You don't. You don't need it. You don't need it. Go ahead. It's a five-inch screen. What do you need a 4K HDR resolution for? It's because Mate, it's chewing can. through your battery. Every pixel chews can. through your battery well, is wasting battery. Well, I think that a, a minute, moment ago we were talking about the mobile experience, viewing videos. Mm. And I think, look, for a customer who wants to enjoy even their mobile video in high quality, Sony's given them a device to do it. If you've got eyes that good, get a TV, seriously. <laughs> I mean, mate, on a 1080, forget quad HD resolution screen, video in, in a, a good video looks good. It's that same thing with, when, when I say to people about buying a TV. Don't watch the bloody demo roll content. Yeah, put it on Foxtel, watch, yeah. put it on Channel on, and then Take compare the TVs, right? Absolutely right. Good advice, Trev. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Stephen. The, uh, the XZ Premium 5.5-inch screen, 
for KHCR, but the, the, that's not the star of the show, the only star of the show. No. They've also got the uh, the new camera, the Motion Eye camera. Yeah, now, Which, this thing is smart, is right? Cool. It's a Motion Eye sensor. They've gone moved on from the XOR sensor they had before, and they've got this Motion Eye, which is predictive in a sense that if you're taking stills, it's if, if you're in the camera app, so it's not predicting that you're going to turn the camera app on, but if you're in the camera app, you've got it held up and your son's about to do a bomb into the pool, <laughs> it's basically always watching. So when you hit the shutter, it actually... It's like doing a burst well, mode automatically. When you open the app. It's, right. al- it's already taking. While ever you're in yeah. the in the camera, it's yeah. take it's taking photos. But when you hit the shutter, it kind of it gives you in a burst mode style format those extra shots. So you're actually getting the shot because apparently how hand eye coordination is never enough to catch that shot Speak for yourself, in, in the right way. Speak oh, good for luck. Well, you're the one handed operation bloke. Whatever. <laughs> um, the- also, what I like is the super slow mo yes. nine sixty frames per second super slow mo. Now they demoed yeah. this to us last week in, in Sydney with a little bird on a wire, hummingbird, hummingbird, a pretend one, a toy, obviously, but it was not only circling... no, <laughs> the battery didn't give it away. It was not only circling, but it was flapping its wings to a point where, as human beings, I yeah, couldn't, I couldn't see it. It was just, it was a blur, right? Yeah, right. But then like you, a real op- hummingbird. you open the camera app, you open the camera app, and you go, "I'm going to record," and you go into slow mo mode. Now, unlike in an iPhone where it, it records the whole clip in slow mo, what it does is it's shooting constantly, and then while you're shooting, you press the slow mo button, and it takes a quick slow-mo yeah. section. 960 frames per second. Yeah. yeah. So basically one second. It just takes one second yeah. worth, right? And then you can continue videoing and then you can hit it again. So you only get that one moment yes. of slow-mo, but Jesus, mate, when we watched it back, it you amazing. could see this bird like it was a still frame photo. It was incredible. Unbelievable. Very impressive. I think that's going to open a lot of creative options for users. Uh, the super slow-mo. Imagine People bombing into a pool. Yeah, bombing in the pool. They'll be filming their dogs after they're shaking Shake themselves it, yeah. after they've been... You're going to do it in there. You're going to have a shower and then you're going to shake your hair. And... No, well, I already did it with uh, Ziggy and Logan back with the when the, Ziggy iPhone, and Ziggy. when the iPhone first had their super slow-mo. Oh, mate, we'll do it again now with 960 Absolutely. frames a second. So that's the XZ uh, Premium. Yep. Uh, now, here's what I like about what's not even announced. They've rationalised everything. They used to be a bit confusing, several different phones, different ranges. Different. They've made it simple. They've got the XZ Premium, no pricing or availability in Australia, but let's say this is going to be a, I think, $1,199 product. I reckon they're going to price this really the high. XZ Premium, yeah, yep. it'll be, be decent. Yeah. And then there's the XA1 and the XA1 Ultra. Now, the XA1 is going to be your sub $400 Five phone. screen that you're going to love. love that you love. I, I love really it thin, already. Thin sort of design. Yeah. Eh? That's and it's nice. it's got the camera from previous XZs. Yeah, so it's a great camera. megapixel. So it's inherited the, the top-level camera. Yeah. XA1 Ultra has got a 6-inch screen. Yep. That's my phone. And, your and little phone, the 5-inch. Like a big phone, but it's got a front camera with optical image stabilization. Yes. And 16-megapixel uh, resolution as well. Yeah. But 23, that, that, and, and this is going to be what they call like the super mid-tier phones. Yeah, so I think That's the XA XA1 is going to be your sub four hundred, and it'll come down to two hundred after a while. Your XA1 Ultra is going to be your four to seven hundred dollar mark, probably five to eight hundred maybe. And then I think the XZ Premium will be your. I predict eleven ninety nine. I just think it's going to be a high price. Up there. If it's nine nine nine, that's actually. Oh, if it's nine nine nine, it's a steal, right? Cheap, yeah. But I think it'll with the super slow mo and stuff. I think they're and it's got the, they're bringing back that mirror finish and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like the Chrome, it's, yeah. it is like like carrying a mirror around, but. Um, they did have some other announcements, this open ear, open style concept, so the Xperia ear, which uh, I didn't, I, I actually got, I, I was still at the Telstra um, press conference, so I, I only sort of caught the t- tail end of that, but I will be writing about it on Tech Guide. I can't, I don't really know enough about it to talk about it right now, 
But uh, they also had the Xperia projector. Have you seen that? Yeah. They, they had it here last year, a version of it, and it's kind of it's kind of evolved a little bit where you, this image is beamed onto a, a table or a wall, and, and you can actually interact with the with the, the yeah. image. So that's gonna be an interesting way to sort of maybe have like family calls and do your Skype calling and things like that, and or play games and all that stuff. I see no interest in it. Yeah, I think it's gonna open up maybe some some apps that may be developed directly for this product that may, may be fun or useful. Right. I'm a fan of the phones and I look forward to reviewing those throughout, throughout the year. As I said, no pricing are available for Australia yet, but um, they are all three are coming to Australia. We don't know about pricing. Now, down to our friends at Alcatel, and obviously, as we mentioned, T- Alcatel is owned by TCL. TCL now owns the BlackBerry or licensed the BlackBerry brand now. So we're talking, this is a big deal. This is a big show for, for the Sam and, and David and the guys from Alcatel Australia, who are now going to set up a separate company to do BlackBerry. But just talking about Alcatel, a few phones, um, four phones, the Plus 12, the A3, the U5, and the A5 LED. Um, and we're talking about, again, their, their entry-level phones, you know, 150 bucks for the U5, um, 199 for the A3, which I think is the one with the fingerprint sensor, which is pretty yeah. – they're really nice the phones. by the way, has got a 5-inch screen. Yeah. And it's less than – what is it? 149. Yeah, that, that. Uh, uh, U5 is 150. Yeah, 150 RRP. It'll be available in May. But the standout for me was the A5. Now, this is the L- A5 LED. Yeah, yeah, because it's different, right? How do you differentiate a $299 phone? Yeah. It's 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 hard. And you and you're selling to millennials. These are the people that might. In your think, you think they're going to go for the BlackBerry. I think they're going to go for a phone that lights up. Now I've been playing with it. it. It lights up when you get notifications, when you get phone calls, and when you're playing music. Now, is it? Like, it doesn't light up very well in daytime, so it only really works at night and in, in dark situations. It's a gimmick, but I think it will work in trying to sell stuff, and I think that's what really matters. I agree. I think, well, Alcatel really, they know their audience, yeah. and uh, and I'm showing Trevor now a little video of the of the LED working. So the back of the phone actually... seen it, mate. These LED displays. I oh, know, just, just for your for our sake. They're, they're these small LED clusters on the back, yeah. and I think they can be programmed with various patterns and things. Yeah, so when, you, when you're playing music, it can, it can be like... Uh, and it actually works on volume, too. So you turn the volume down, the, the LEDs turn off. Uh, it's just like a you know a, a VU meter on, on a on a thing, but there's different patterns you can have to it as well. It's a sort of feature that only a, a company like Alcatel could get away with because they they do know their audience. They 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 they, they got a younger audience. They they they've got a really vibrant outdoorsy and and and. Um, M- typical millennial audience, and and I think this this is and it's typical bloody millennial. Is, is it two two nine two nine? nine. nine. Yeah, that, that's really affordable, and that that added feature I think is going to attract a lot of new customers. It's a good phone to begin with. It's, what has it got a five five inch screen? Yeah, and with the LED on the back, it's going to be a playful little device that I think is going to be really. Popular. I'll tell you the other feature in it, which is again. Uh, almost ridiculous to talk about, but I think millennials will love it. So this thing called color capture. So you you open up the color capture app and you point it at something. We've got this board behind us that's white and purple. You point it at that and it captures the white and the and the purple, and then it changes the whole theme of the phone. So icons become purple, the background becomes white. We did it in the park where uh, we we made it green from uh, from the bushes. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a simple thing. You could you could customize. What were you doing in the bushes? Yeah. None of your business. You just took a photo of the bushes. Yeah, just taking okay. a photo of the bushes. All right. All right. You could customize your phone's theme yep. to the outfit you're wearing on the day. That is smart because that's that's why there's so many colours in these ranges of phones here because. As much as you and I think, well, we don't care what colour our phone is compared to our clothes, there are. Oh, a lot you don't of care what colour your phone is. 
Well, I, I do, but I'm yeah. not going to so change So if, if you had outfit. a pink iPhone, you'd be filthy. Exactly, but I'm not going to change my outfit because it's clashing with my phone is what I'm trying to say. So there are some people who are that who are that coordinated and, and want to have that kind of choice. So being able to give that customer what they want is only going to make selling this even easier. All right, we'll have more details of those as they become available throughout May and later in the year from Alcatel. Well, the, the smartphone manufacturers aren't the only people at the show. It's also a big network show, as we mentioned. Telstra has a, quite a presence here, as they do every year. And they, they've, they've made a few announcements over the last few days. I think the first, the first one a couple of days ago was how they're going to back up their... They're going to sort of create a backbone to their network, an optical network, to enable 5G. And the optical network, though, is going to be like a what they call a dynamic network, sort of like software-driven network that is dynamic and responsive to to react to different traffic loads and really make it so that if there is an issue on one part of the network, it can be addressed and rerouted. So you're not you're not stuck with some problems they've had in the past. The other thing they announced was the an, a dedicated Internet of Things network as well. So it's, it uses uh, the Cat M one technology which silicon makers now are producing these chips that are going to go in the next generation of smart devices smart sensors uh, smart car telematic devices as well so that this that when connected to the network and in particular this telstra network you can get immediate access to all that information i think they were they were doing a trial with a a tasmanian winery where they they were able to see the the soil the soil temperatures and all these various uh these various bits of information remotely on their devices uh, and and real time information thanks to this this network. But uh, but at the on the first day of the show, yep. they had another announcement that uh, is in partnership with Ericsson, their long time collaborator. The Ericsson have been working with Telstra for many years now, but they announced this new this new pilot program which will deliver movies directly to your device. Now I think it's it's kind of a the system how it's going to work is you specify the type of movies you want and as I read mate I read this six times still don't understand yeah well, it's, a, it's a cloud-based service that you can access from anywhere I don't think they're going to sort of hog all the data on your device but they're going to give you a, a piece of software on your device like in, within the app to give you like this ticket straight into the cloud to be able to stream this content or rent it or buy it okay here's my question for you have they not heard of Netflix they have, but this is uh, in, in, in when you think about the play with like it's, is this it's another ultraviolet bullshit or something. Well, similar, but not not quite the same. It, this is obviously 20th Century Fox is involved, so yeah. Fox Innovation Lab, yeah. and I think it's giving people the choice of having that instant access to movies they want then and there. Rather than having to think about, okay, where can I get it? I've got to download it. I've, I need to do this. I need to do that. It's just there. They hit play. It's there. That I think is the is the innovation here. Where before, of course, anyone can stream and anyone can download, but before you even know you want it, it's there because you've specified the types of movies you want and what you need to do and and, and what you need to watch. Innovation Labs coming up with things that I struggle to um, to grasp in a short space of time. How are they going to market this thing? So basically, what you're saying is this is a cloud movie library for movie fans. 
um, on a is it a subscription basis uh, or well, the pilot program is only it starts today in Australia. So this is an industry first what they're trying here, and it's using Ericsson's platform technology. They've got this media platform so that the studios can upload the movies, the customers can access the movies. So it's all in it's a one stop shop for customers and for and for the movie studios, and and it's got DRM protection. You can rent the movie, you can buy the movie. Right. So it's it's kind of this always twenty four hour always on movie service that you don't have to think about that's there when you need it so rather than you thinking oh I wonder what, what's new today what new releases they're already there and you can watch them instantly okay oh, happy days good luck the other thing that Telstra announced was their LTEB uh, which is uh, basically broadcasting over the mobile network would be available by 2018 now I went to the 2015 so is this like TV is that what I mean TV or? Uh, so I went to the 2015 NRL Grand Final with Telstra. In, might still lost in Australia <laughs> Post. In which they, yeah. they demonstrated, they had these handsets um, that we could theoretically watch the game on, right? so you're watching it in the stadium. Uh, but you could also get access to um, like replays, clips and things. And the, the genius here was it, it's not basically just using one stream of data. It's like multicasting. Yeah. So basically the data is pushed to your phone and it's all sitting on everyone's phone ready to watch. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's efficient use of the, of, the broadcast, of the mobile network to create broadcast content. Very smart. They said it would be working for the NRL and AFL in 2016. No. They haven't announced that it's going to be working in 2017. No. They've announced it's going to be working in 2018. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not mentioning LTEB again until <laughs> people in the real world can get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that you can announce every year. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I'm interested to hear more about that because Telstra have been saying about video. It's all about video, video, video. And and Mike Wright, their head of networks, was saying that, look, we don't want to just throw this over the top. They want to make it a seamless, really smooth experience. So it's not about delivering it fast. It's delivering quantity to many people. So I understand those demands as well. But... I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like you with you were talking about the, the movie service what's going to change and what's different yeah. from what we have had before so is this a new a new flavour of LTE of course yeah. but how much different is it to what we've already got I just worry and look Telstra are doing a great job they've got a lot of senior executives here but I just worry they're trying to announce things for the sake of announcing things that here's the problem right and this is we talked about this earlier it's a B2B show right so they're announcing things that are huge in their industry yeah. but to everyday consumers Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They're already with Telstra. Yeah. They don't need. To, they don't actually need these things to retain have customers. We, have we reached a level now with customers, consumers, listeners of this of our podcast who are mobile users? Hi, everyone. Have we reached a level where where they're going to say, "Mate, I don't care how it works. Just make it work." That's it. Is is it like you're either? It's like it's like it's like you if you're a car person, you're going to look under the hood. You're going to know exactly how it works. For if you're not a car person, you just want the key to turn the engine to start. Yeah. Is, are we reaching a stage where there's a bit of consumer fatigue saying, look, enough already with the acronyms, enough already, just make the bloody thing work when That's I want it. to? I think 100%. 99% of people don't give a rats yeah. what cat, as what LTE, what, what bloody cat, network it cat, is. Dog, they just want a bloody network yeah. that works and yeah. stays working and they don't actually care are how fast it is. Are you that fatigue, Trevor? Yes, yeah. I'm fatigued by it. I'm fatigued as well. I think that, yeah, just make it work, mate. Just like, it. I think to, you know, we quoted Seinfeld earlier. I like how the, the bit he says where the pilot says, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. And Seinfeld just says, mate, just take me where it says on the boarding yeah, pass. Yeah. So just take me where you say. Yeah, exactly. I don't care how you do it. I'll tell you what else fatigue I've got. 
Nokia fatigue. Nokia fatigue. <laughs> so about three weeks ago, some knob uh, leaked that uh, the 3310 was going to be... Was it like, like tech crunch or something? Beat massive adventure beat. It's probably yeah. sitting near us. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it was it was an intentional leak, obviously, for Nokia because they wanted to create hot. So there was, you know, it was you all... it was an intentional leak? No doubt. Really? No is doubt. Is Yes. Of course there is. Yes. I've got a theory that... I often wonder where where all the Apple leaks come from. You know, they they yeah, yeah Cupertino. I, 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 well, you, you, so that, that's quite a statement. So you're saying that Apple sometimes say, "Hey, listen, hey, Trevor, have a look at this, mate." They might say that would never happen. That will. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd grab it with both hands if it did. <laughs> I would. But I'm I'm saying that they they went. How are we going to get people to our press conference? How are we going to get people to our announcement? Let's let them know what we're doing. So, uh, congratulations. I went. Okay. Okay. So, you know, my, and we've talked about this Sucker. before. Yeah, we've talked. I mean, my, my job with, so the Today Show, for example, is to find, you know, five things that are interesting to people. Yep. Yep. Everyone's been talking about the 3310 now for three weeks. I had to go to this thing. <laughs> and they didn't Did deny there was the a cross? retro handset. No, they didn't deny there was a retro handset, what's, but they. What's happened there, mate? Oh, come mate, can you let me finish the story? Yeah, you don't have one, so I'm not worried. <laughs> mate, I've got the G6 with me, you don't. I've got the G7, so up yours. <laughs> anyway, so we went, we went to Huawei, and the queue was too long. I yeah. went, I'm not queuing here. Yeah, you got you got brushed from yep. Huawei. So I went to Nokia was next, and we were like an hour and a half early. So we were like third in the queue. It was very early, but I waited an they hour said, and a half. Look at these Nokia fanboys. Is that when you now, turned up? Is that what they, they said? had to get? They had to get bloody. Um, they had to separate the queue from people that were registered and weren't. weren't. It was starting to look very much like they were going to struggle here because it was big, right? So we pile into this little cathedral thing and we sit for it's an cathedral hour. <laughs> what, what, it was cathedral thing. Okay. It was like a cathedral, it was, a church, was it? Yeah, or a basilica. Like a don't get that oh, wrong mate, here. Don't, mate, really? Okay. I don't got no idea. Yeah. Anyway, stop ruining my story. Um, yeah. Yeah, boring on. press conference, if I've ever had one, right? Because okay. it was... In, so a couple of things I learned, right? Nokia people are in? Nokia, as we all know, it still exists. The company still exists. Yeah. They're a networks company. They build mobile towers and things. But, but they also the bought... control of a company called No, H- no, no, H-M-D. no, Stephen. No. Isn't no. Aren't they in the hands no. of this company? No. Right. No. That's Nokia. More, that's the most no's I've ever heard since since I was at home last week. <laughs> <laughs> are they big booths here? <laughs> yeah, they are big booths here. Yes, you're right. Yes. <sighs> Love you, Joe. No- <laughs> Nokia, the original Nokia company, still exist. They make mobile towers. They also bought Withings. The yeah, fitness, I say we things, but things. they say, I heard them yesterday physically say it, we things. Um, so the company that makes the scales, the fitness watches, the heart rate monitors, so all those things, right? So Nokia owns them now? Nokia. Or, or Nokia. HMD. Nokia okay. owns WeThings, and it's been rebranded. So WeThings has disappeared now. It's going to be, from this year, it's going to be Nokia. Nokia, Nokia watches, Nokia scales, wow. Nokia everything, They're right? They're back, baby. They're back, baby. Then the best, this is hilarious, right? The, the CEO <laughs> of Nokia... Nokia, the company, stands on stage and... Mate, stop talking about HMD. (laughs) Stands on stage and says, we are going to get closer to the consumer. This is a company that sold their consumer mobile business to Microsoft, Microsoft, who burnt it and threw it away and then sold it. Now, let's just backtrack a second here. Stephen Elop, 
who now works who for now Telstra, Telstra. Yeah, yeah. stood uh, up on stage and said, we've got a burning platform. The company oh, is yeah. in despair. We're going 100% Windows Mobile. And he ruined the company and it died and they sold it to Nokia, to, to Microsoft. So the, the, the CEO of Nokia... It's a long story, mate. Mate, because you're clearly not aware of it, so I need to educate you and our listeners. So the CEO of Nokia said, so we're going to get back closer to consumers. And to do that, we have partnered with HMD. HMD is a Finnish company that, have, that bought, actually, if you, they didn't say this yesterday, but if you research it, they bought the Nokia phone license from Microsoft. And Nokia, and they've just... They've so that gives them the right to produce smartphones under the Nokia name. Broadly, it did, but they also had to create a bigger partnership with Nokia so that they could use it in all forms, including some of the patents. Yeah. So basically, they're now in a very close partnership with Nokia to make Nokia smartphones. Okay. They've announced three just Nokia smartphones. <laughs> three Nokia smartphones. The Nokia 6, the Nokia 5, the Nokia 3. Yep. They're touchscreen Android smartphones. Yep. The crowd went wild when they said, and where it's a Nokia Android smartphone because obviously they all got the shits with Microsoft. Well, you know, exactly right. And just to interrupt your brilliant story just for a moment, the, the fact that Nokia and Android are together, cast your mind back to the days when just before iPhone, around iPhone time, Nokia was still flying. They owned, they bought an own Symbian. Yeah. And they thought, you know what, we're going to stick with Symbian. Maybe give Android a go. I don't know what happened between Nokia and Google. I think there was some kind of thing where it made their partnership untenable. Something happened where... I'll Nokia tell you what it was, Stephen not, Elop. Well, Nokia could not, would not run Android on their device. Could no. not, would not in, well, in a house. Anyway. Will not, will not with go. a mouse. Well, they didn't, they did not anyway, right? Now, just remember, just, just ask... Do you like green eggs and ham? I do love my green eggs and ham. But just listen, have, a, have a listen to this statement, right? Okay. If Nokia, back then, Went had Android. A, gone Android... They'd be number one. They would be bigger than Samsung. Today. 100%, I agree. And that one decision had Which massive. Which is why effect. I have very little respect for Stephen Elon. Well, I don't. I think it was sort of pre his di- his time right. because, uh, I, and I can't recall the story off the top of my head, but there was some kind of yep. disagreement between Google and and Nokia. So, and that was the that was the why, thing that veered them wildly off course. This is why yesterday was critical. A guy from Google, the head of Android, got up on stage All and said, forgiven. "We're we're happy to be here," that, because Nokia is launching basic smartphones. They, they actually said we're not getting on a numbers race. Yep. They're not interested in you know in specs. Where these are great smartphones. They are pure Android, monthly software updates. Wow. So this is big time vanilla Android on a Nokia phone, right? So you're basically getting a Nexus with a Nokia brand, and uh, so that was good. And they've announced these things, and they will come to Australia, I'm pretty sure. Yep. But then they they had this bloody choir humming the Nokia ringtone, you know, do 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 do. So the CEO says, thanks very much for coming. I turned to Rob and said, right, I'm going to bash someone because I've sat here for an hour and a half and then they haven't announced a retro phone. Did he really phone. say that, Rob? Yeah, and, right. And so I'm Jeez. filthy because I've now got nothing for the Today I Show. I don't know how, why, why you've become so violent all of a sudden. No, oh, so you wanted to tell you, uh, that's It why. was a long day. It was, right? okay. No, you, it, was one wanted... of my, it was one of the questions on the Today Show, what happened to Nokia. Yeah, and right. if, if they didn't announce a retro phone, I don't want to talk about their stupid Android phones on yeah, yeah. TV. Okay. So... Then, then this choir goes, haven't you forgotten something? And so uh, he comes out and he goes, well, one more thing. I went, hey, hey, mate, I think uh, someone else owns that. Okay, but okay. then he announced the 3310. Yeah. So the 3310 is a candy, uh, is a you know basic feature phone. It's redesigned. It's not the exact same as the old yeah, one. Yeah, it's got a colour screen. It's got, a, it's got Snake, sure. It's still got the, the number, the numerical keypad, though. Yeah, which is a feature a, phone, it's right? A it's not running Android. It doesn't have... Isn't it, um, isn't it a uh, 2G phone? 
the, so, exactly the, right. So Australians are correct. You're not going to be able to use it. So this is the thing, right? It's all the hype, but it's never. You know what? You could buy it today and use it on Vodafone and Optus, but as of April, it won't work on Optus. Yeah. As of September, it won't work on on Vodafone. Yeah. Um, so in the end, so they, uh, they make a 3G version. I, this is. I Why think not? it's ridiculous. I think they're insane. It's got two SIM cards. It's got a dual SIM version. What the hell are they thinking, these guys? I don't know. They should put. They should make this a three G phone. Finish I mean, innovation fail. Cheap, isn't it? Is it quite cheap? It's like yeah, forty nine pounds, sixty seven dollars. Yeah, it's really cheap. So like so the thirty three ten does just exist. Buy this just to have it. Like this is just. A I'm going to buy it. They recreate their yeah. just a bit, a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. So thirty three ten does does exist. You want to see it or not? It won't work in Australia. It is actually a really yeah, cool looking phone. Nice. It comes in in four different yeah, colours. Yeah. Um, I just think. And remember, I said to you. I said, listen, they got to, if they build Instagram into this thing. Yeah. It, it would be. It does have huge. a camera on it now, two megapixel yeah. camera. It's also got a headphone jack. The old 3310 never had a headphone jack. This is an error. I know that, that much for sure. Did you actually own that phone, the 3310? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't th- I think I skipped that one. I don't know why. but Anyway, so look, the big. Uh, the, the, let me be clear, I can't wait to see the Android phones because I think they are going to be very good Android phones oh, yeah. and I think they will come to Australia. But imagine, imagine if this had happened 10 years ago. Oh, mate. It'd be a different world. It would it be. It really would be a different world. Nokia would be. Hey, Marty McFly, go on, off you go. Yeah. If, if that was if you had the DeLorean and went back and, and in that Nokia Google meeting say listen you know who Stephen Elop is knock their heads together and say listen you know who Stephen Elop is yeah he's Biff Tanner yeah okay say hello <laughs> knock him on the head hello McFly but then you say listen that would be the point in history you could change if you're a Nokia executive with a DeLorean oh, go back sure. to that meeting say listen you idiots, we're going to do this properly. it was hilarious that this bloke stood up on stage going, and we're going to get closer to the consumer. I'm sitting there going, you were really close to them before, <laughs> and you walked away. Yeah. Anyway, so for everyone fanboying about the 3310, good luck to you, but it's not actually coming to Australia. It won't work in Australia. It's for bloody Kenya, right? It's for... And India. They're big they're in big, Africa. Yeah, right. they're, they're big in Africa, Nokia. Nokia. Yeah, yeah, well... Yeah, I think uh, that is that is though one of the like you, you look at BlackBerry, you look at Nokia. It's kind of a, the, the old go back to the future kind of uh, style show here, where everything yeah. old is new again. Yeah, very nice. All right, episode two eighty nine. Uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear. Uh, a couple of quick things I do want to say. Um, well, t- uh, if you don't, without notice. if you don't mind, okay. uh, this, this is a technology this, podcast. This isn't on the right for, for our for our uh, Melbourne and Brisbane. Brisbane uh, downloaders, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my technology show, my nightly technology oh. show is now now broadcast into oh, Melbourne, so. Brisbane and Sydney. Oh, so we're just plugging our own stuff now. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. you, you we'll go back and Yali, delete we'll go Yali back and delete Yali, all the voice bite bloody <laughs> no, plugs. That's okay, mate. You only Jeez. mentioned the Today Show fifteen times. That's all good. <laughs> that's all good. So uh, Talking Lifestyle twelve seventy eight in, yeah. in Melbourne, uh, Talking Lifestyle eight eighty two in Brisbane and uh, still on Talking Lifestyle nine five four in Sydney, eight o'clock every weeknight, uh, seven o'clock in Brisbane. Uh, you can call in uh, thirteen twelve eighty three. Right. Um, you'll be able to hear me on two G B. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Well, no, I just want to just mention the fact that I'm going to be getting up at four in the morning to do my to do my segment. So that's dedication for you, right there. I reckon. Well done. Four a.m. Do you think there'll be um, shampoo in your hotel room by then? I hope so. I really do. The, the I'm not having the best hair day because of the result of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for F1 fans, keep your eyes at eftm.com.au. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> All right, two blokes talking tech live from Barcelona. Stephen, uh, have a safe trip home, mate, because you're leaving in a few days. I am. I'll be home uh, on Friday, just in time for round one of the 2017 NRL season. Oh, wow. Who's Parramatta playing? Where uh, I don't know and I don't care, but Souths are playing West Tigers at the ANZ Stadium, and I will be there. Prediction? Tigers by six. Yeah, wake up, will you? Wake up. It's going to be an interesting game. Robbie Farah's first game against his old club. 
It's going to be... Do you know how most podcast apps have that like minus, plus 45 second thing? I reckon most people are pressing that now. Yeah, really? What does that mean? Plus 45 seconds. Oh, mean making it go faster? Yeah, no, just skip this. All oh, right. Okay. Skip this. Okay. Well, I won't talk anymore then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go the bunnies. Yeah, uh, Stephen will be back for round one. I'll be back uh, on the weekend as well. We'll do another podcast next week uh, live from one of the studios. I don't know which one. Yeah, I think it might think, be your turn. I think it's... Your turn to come to the tech guide, I think. I've done the last couple over in uh, in that other country that you live in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Back next week. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.